You're listening to the Angry Dad Gamer Podcast, both sides of the table, featuring players and makers of tabletop games. Here's your host, Victor Agreta. Hey folks, it's your old pal Victor Agreta here with another episode of the Angry Dad Gamer Podcast, both sides of the table. Today, we are talking to a game creator. His day job is actually creating video games, but he's actually just launched a crowdfunding campaign for a little card game he's got called Liberation. Join me as I interview John Simontov. So tell me a little bit about, a little bit of background about yourself actually. I'm always curious about what are some of the first board games that you remember wanting to play a lot? Was there something that you played as a kid that you were just like, oh man, I really love either a board game or card game? Uh, yeah, I used to play a lot of uh, the card games when I so I'm uh, close to 40 now. Um, when I was a kid, I used to play. We had a supply of uh, card games in the closet that I guess maybe my sisters, who are older than me, had from a while back. So I used to play all these older games like Racco and Probe and like weird random uh, card games. Of course, Uno. Um, and then, you know, my brother and I played a lot of Monopoly and stuff like that growing up. Um, and then later on, I got into, uh, you know, more of the hobby tabletop games. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know, when when did, like, Puerto Rico and Catan come out, like, around the, the time of those games? And then I've just been playing stuff since. Yeah, wow, th- those are actually are some... Uh some interesting games to grow up with because most people it's like, Oh, you know, Monopoly and, and the usual, the big ones, uh, Parker brothers, that kind of thing. That's awesome. Well, tell us about, first of all, we're going to talk about the sort of mechanics and whatnot with liberation, but I'm curious, how did you get started on this path? Was this something that you've always wanted to do or was it, you just get like kind of a bug one day and say, Hey, let's make a card game. Well, um, it kind of goes back a little. So, um, I've been uh, a video game programmer for a long time, um, for maybe like, you know, 15, 16 years now. Um, but I, in the past few years, you know, I haven't been working directly in games anymore. I've been working in, you know, kind of adjacent stuff to video games and making like tools and libraries. Um, so I just sort of been missing that kind of creative outlet of making a video game, you know, even as a programmer. I always worked on small teams, so you're always kind of contributing to the design and you're coming up with ideas for the games and stuff like that. Um, So since I, uh, you know, was sort of missing that kind of creative, like, game outlet, um, I saw last year uh, Button Shy had their annual game design contest. So they're a small publisher. They uh, make 18-card, little 18-card micro games. Um, and so they had their game design contest and I was like, well, that's cool. Maybe I'll try and make something for this. You know, I'd never designed my old table, my own tabletop game or anything before, but I was kind of feeling the bug. Um, so I took a couple months leading up to, you know, the contest deadline and just tried throwing some stuff together. And the nice thing, so the nice thing about a little 18 card game is it's, there's not that much to design, but then the difficult thing is there's a lot to design because it's right. got to squeeze into 18 cards. So, uh, you know, the constraint is nice. I'm sure, you know, a lot of a lot of designers say that having constraints is great for creativity, and I think it really helped me for my first project to have like a really, uh, a really strong constraint like that. 
Um, but that was kind of what got me into it. And so I submitted it last summer, uh, 2017. And um, it was picked as one of the top two uh, of its category. And then here we are a little over a year later. It's getting published by Buttonshy. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations on that. And yeah, I love these micro games. And it, it begs the question then, before we get into the mechanics of this, what do you think is causing this resurgence in tabletop games? I mean, I've noticed, you know, vinyl's back, cassettes are back. It, it seems like, and of course, you're coming from a programming, you know, a digital things you can't hold in your hands background yeah, somewhat. Yeah. But what is it that's that's fueling all of this physical game uh, throwback? I think for for a lot of people, it's, uh, you know, it's a desire to socialize and kind of detach from the digital world maybe not even socialized you know solo gaming is also really popular mm -hmm. but just kind of detach from the from the digital world you know be a part of the physical world a little bit i know that you know especially when i worked a lot in in video games i would come home from work and like i wouldn't want to sit you know i've been staring at a screen all day i didn't want to sit in front of the tv or in front of another screen and play more video games all day but board games were great because you know it, it it's just it's on the table. It's, it's this physical thing. It's just really awesome in that way. So I think, I think that's a big part of it because digital is so big now. It's, it's kind of a break. It's a nice break from it. That's not to say that, you know, the games that have kind of a digital component don't have a place. Um, but it's, you know, there's a reason that the vast majority of tabletop games don't. And then I think the, the reason you're seeing such a resurgence is um, there's just so many games that are, left to be made i think like and there's so many and and the barrier for making games is not these kinds of games is not that big you know in, in video gaming it's you know if you want to make a game you need some technical ability like you might not need to know how to program directly but you you need the ability to to kind of put the, the things together and maybe like find like some tools to use or or you need to be able to program it but like for this you you know if you write something down on a card then that's the card and so like if you have an idea, you can design a game. And so the barrier for designing a game, you know, maybe not designing a, a good game or a great game, but the barrier for designing a game is really low. And I think that's great. And that's why you're seeing more and more people interested in it. Boy, I know that's the truth because we're in the process right now of designing uh, not so much a card game, but a sort of productivity card game system thing uh, called mm -hmm. Kitten Stuff Done. And then my son and I are working on a video game as well, and it's the stupidest like time waster browser game ever. But just that dumb little like ten level thing in Game Maker of all things, which is super simple. Mm -hmm. it, you know that enough is a chore. It's it's. I'm reminded of uh, Brad Bird talking about the first. Incredibles and he was talking about how like this is an insane way to make a movie because you can't just go to a prop shop and get a carpet you have to make a carpet from scratch you know you have to make every <laughs> yeah. single thing everything you see on the screen has to be built in a certain way whereas you know yeah with card or tabletop especially now tabletops oh my gosh you can go and get like these kits that just have meeples and dice yeah. and all this other stuff and you can start putting something together that's a prototype uh you know fairly quickly and then you can focus on the fun part the game balance and all that kind of thing yeah there's even uh i think haba or maybe some other companies now have game design contests where you you sign up you pay a small amount and they'll just send you a bag of random bits that they have extras of and the goal is just take the random bits they send you and design a game around them. Oh, man. Uh, so it's kind of cool. I, I feel like we're kind of in a golden age right now for all of this stuff. And I definitely identify with the aspect of getting off the screens and whatnot. I remember I was at a, a party 
several years ago. It was right before the Apple Watch came out, and these were all Apple employees. And it was in the Valley, and some a friend of mine who was uh, just left Apple was having a party, and so all these folks come in. And I remember someone pulling out their phone in the middle of a conversation, and they were actually just checking because someone was like, hey, I'm not sure if I got the address right. And they got shamed. They were like, oh, I'm sorry. Is our conversation not interesting enough to you? And, you know, people want to disconnect. It's like, put the phone away. Let's all be here in the moment. So I think that's appreciated. Yeah, definitely. And now a message from our sponsor. Do you think kittens are cute? Do you have too much to do in a day? Well, you can look at kittens doing things that will motivate you to do things and keep yourself honest with Kitten Stuff Done. Just go to kittenstuffdone.com. If you don't speak cat, just scroll down to the handy dandy translate button to learn more. Kitten Stuff Done launches on Kickstarter September 9th. That's kittenstuffdone.com. So tell us about Liberation itself. I was I was reading uh, some of the walkthroughs and whatnot or some of the reviews people were doing with the advanced copies, and it sounds really intriguing, and it's sort of the David versus Goliath, right? Yeah, so um, Liberation uh, basically came from me playing this game that came out, uh, I think now it's two years ago, a uh, huge box fantasy flight game called Star Wars Rebellion. Uh, that you may have heard of, where uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've been a fan for a long time. I actually uh, lined up for the movies, not the old, old movies, but like the prequel trilogy, Mm -hmm. uh, with a big group of people in New York. Uh, I lived there back then. But anyway, big Star Wars fan. Um, So this game, Star Wars Rebellion, it's a huge box. It's a huge board, barely fits on the table. It's like the size of two big boards. Um, tons of bits, tons of cards. It's an amazing game. One player is, you know, the Empire, and they are like they like have these big. They have the systems in the galaxy, and they're trying to like track down where the rebel base is. And the rebels are like secretly in one place, and they don't have too many forces. And it is very David versus Goliath. It also takes like three or four hours to play and yeah. each table, and it's like a hundred something dollar game <laughs> right. of the expansion. So I was thinking, like, I love this game. Um, I don't, I never have time to play it. I like physically don't have a table in my apartment that can fit this game. So, um, I wanted to make something smaller, like a a small version or like a small game inspired by that game. So, um, and that was coinciding with when this contest was happening. So I was thinking, let's, let's capture what's cool about Star Wars Rebellion, but, and you know, not, not everything that's cool about it, but like, what's the core thing that I find interesting with the game? which is kind of this asymmetric one player is, you know, kind of taking over planet by planet, trying to narrow down where this other player is hiding. And the other player is just trying to survive long enough for, you know, to, to win the game. Um, and, and I just felt like I could distill it down to that. And uh, that's basically what liberation is. And it's very cool looking. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the artwork that you had made for it. Yeah, so um, originally when I uh, submitted the game, uh, I had the so it's it's an eighteen card game. It's uh, since it's button shy, everything is eighteen cards. Um, four of the cards make up uh, made up a map of planets, um, and then the other fourteen cards, uh, each one corresponded to a single planet in the galaxy. And different planets would have different abilities. Like some of the planets would have weapons abilities, and some of the planets would have like political abilities or whatever. Um, and after Button Shy, uh, you know, decided to publish it, 
they uh, commissioned the art to be a little bit change of scale. So instead of like 14 different planets, they brought it down to like four or five planets and then different cities, like locations on each of the planets. Um, they had previously done a bunch of games set in what they call the pocket universe. Uh, they have uh, their games, Twin Stars, Universal Rule, are all set in this kind of universe that's just, you know, like their own kind of cartoony version of like a sci-fi universe. Universal Rule is a 4X game. Uh, Twin Stars is like a solo game with little characters. Um, and they even did a, a Star Wars kind of themed game where they introduced these factions of the Liberation, which is sort of the Rebels, and the Dynasty, which is kind of the Empire. Um, and so they commissioned uh, the artist Sarah, I'm going to massacre her last name, uh, Beauvais or Beauvau, something like that, um, to illustrate these 14 cities on these five planets um, and really give them a theme. So, you know, the some of the locations, like I said, have to do with weapons. And when you look at the artwork... Uh, for these for these like three or four weapons uh, cities like you're like wow this is like missile silos and this is like chemical weapons and like this one of them is like a tree planet where like the trees are growing weapons out of them like i don't know how she comes up with it it's amazing so like she just did this gorgeous artwork for the 14 unique locations um and there's an expansion included that adds four more that's like i think even better looking um, she just did a, an amazing job. And uh, every time Jason, uh, the head of Button Shy, would send me a new image that she did, I would just be blown away. Oh, that, that is one of the coolest parts is to work with an artist where they bring something to the table, so to speak. You know, and it's just like you're yeah. looking at this stuff like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> there, there was one one image she sent me from the expansion that uh, I was looking at it and it was like, it, it, it's like fantastical, but also familiar. So it was like, you know, it's like a mysterious planet, but like there's like awnings on a street. And, but you're like looking at the, and you're, you're just like, this is, it's kind of like a city that I know, but it's still like weird and different and sci-fi and magical. And it's, it's very cool. That is really neat. Well, so you folks, uh, you're going to be doing a, or by the time this goes live, of course you will be in the midst of crowdfunding. Tell us yes. a little bit about your preparation for crowdfunding. Um, well, the one thing that I wanted to do personally was, uh, make sure, so Bunchai has a, a lot of games that are kind of on the lighter side, and this is a little bit on the heavier side for their games, um, in terms of like strategic, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how strategic it is. And, and the rules are a little bit more, there's a little bit more to them than some of their other games. So I wanted to make sure uh, that there was, uh, you know, a clear explanation of the rules so people could understand how to play. I recorded a video, a uh, how-to-play video, which is linked in the Kickstarter, um, which took some time to uh, put together. Um, and then just generally, uh, you know, I'm letting Jason from Bunjai, like he he does all the Kickstarters. He prepares them. Like he's he's been also sending me artwork that he's taken the artist's stuff and turned it into like the Kickstarter headings and things like that. Um, and it looks great. Um, but yeah, the, the Kickstarter, uh, I guess by the time uh, your listeners hear this, uh, went live on uh, Wednesday, August 15th. And I think it's short. It's like a, a nine or 10 day Kickstarter. So, uh, you know, definitely check it out before it ends. Um, but even after that, you know, Bunchai always makes their games available on the website after the Kickstarter, uh, you know, once they have everything in stock. Um, Kickstarter is sort of like a pre-order system for them. So Excellent. Well, uh, what advice would you give to anyone out there anyone out there who has an idea for a board or a card game? So I would say 
my main advice if you have an idea is write down some cards or write some stuff down on a board and then just like play it as if you're two people or three people or four like if you're thinking you know i wish i have a great idea for a game where you know you stack dice and cards or you know a great idea for a game where you uh, i don't I, I mean if i came up with it i would run with it right now like some any any kind of weird thing um just try it and you know maybe it's fun and maybe it's not um there's there's definitely something in all of these ideas like any idea you have there's going to be something in it that is either good a good idea for the game or for a game that you want to make or a, an idea to learn from and to learn maybe what not to do or what's difficult or something like that um but i do want to say the other thing that i found was great is uh, after kind of trying things out on my own the other best idea i had was just show it to other people and even if there if you have uh so i'm lucky enough to live in a place where there is a relatively robust game design community um i brought it to uh a the game developers conference the, my first prototype since i was at the game developers conference for my day job which is video game related um and i took one of the whole days i was there and just kind of like went off to the side to this like board game area and was showing people my game. This was a couple months before the, the contest deadline. So I knew I had some time to, to make a lot of tweaks to it. Um, and like, I got a ton of feedback from really like big name designers, um, who were just happened to be there and they're like, yeah, how long is this going to take 10 minutes? Sure. I'll, I'll look at your tiny little game. And like the community is just so nice. Um, so that was super, that was great. Um, locally like game designers or even just players, like, show people things especially if you have open-minded friends who you know will take 10 or 15 minutes to push around some cards with you and see if it's fun um yeah just try don't don't be scared to try things by yourself or with other people that's my main advice yeah, sorry for rambling a little <laughs> oh no no that's fantastic because I, I think you pointed out a couple of interesting or a couple of important points for people to think about there which is first of all uh, the, the board and the tabletop gaming community is truly very embracing. I, that's one thing that I've discovered as we sort of pivoted with Angry Dad Gamer away from just video games, which we started off, uh, we were doing mm -hmm. like five Twitch shows a day and all this kind of thing, which I found out I'm not that guy that can play like eight to ten hours of video games a day <laughs> through the week. Um, I'm just too old for that stuff. Uh, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but... You know, it's it's a different kind of culture, and I think that um, folks who are playing tabletop games, I want to say that maybe they maybe they skew a little bit older as well, and so they've got a little bit of experience and, and aren't so prone to yeah. you know just snapping or whatever or being a little more judicious maybe in their thought processes. Uh, yeah. But the other thing too uh, is that whole connecting with other people because I I know a lot of folks who want to kind of design in the dark and they want to make their thing and say oh this is the perfect thing. But they've never tested it out. And even in my little backwater burg here, we have a very robust uh, tabletop testing group that meets. They play and they play, you know, just stuff that's been published and whatnot. But the organizers also make sure that there's a whole area for people who are designing games to go and test with other people. And um, if, if that can be found in my town, I guarantee you there's something near somebody. Uh, but at the very least, you know, get on uh, get on social media and try to find two or three people that would be amenable to coming and, and just play testing because that's yeah, so totally. huge. 
Um, and there's lots of places to talk to people also. Uh, you know, one thing that really beginning game designers might worry about is, oh, no, I don't want to tell anyone what I'm doing because people might steal my idea. Right. I mean, that's like the first thing you have to kind of get get over because yeah. talking to people like the tabletop game design uh, subreddit is great. Uh, Board Game Geek has some great game design forums. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of other places that I can't think of right now, even just on Twitter. Um, just talk about talk about it with other designers on the internet if you don't have anyone around you, um, and you'll get some great ideas. Uh, I have one other game that I have designed that is in the process of, uh, you know, it's with a publisher, it's in development, but I've gotten great feedback just from posting for advice on like card counts and you know probabilities and things like that. That like you know, I'm pretty good at math, but like the internet's way better than any one person is at figuring stuff like that out. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to leverage the wisdom of the crowd. And, and especially when it comes to things like game balance and game design, yeah. because that's just, there's so many variables, literally so many variables that you just can't do it all in your head. Yeah. Uh, well, John, thank you so much again for your time, man. The game is liberation. It is available on Kickstarter right now. As you folks are listening to this, hopefully if you're not listening to this weeks from now, um, but even so you can find it, of course, at, uh, what was the name of the, uh, the publisher? It is buttonshy, B-U-T-T-O-N-S-H-Y dot uh, com. Excellent. Think, or or buttonshygames.com. Or yeah, well, and, and of course, if you Google them, you can find them. And uh, yeah. the, the game is Liberation. It looks really fun. It looks awesome. I'm looking forward to backing it myself. Uh, so good luck with everything, and I appreciate Thanks. your time, man. Thanks. It's been great to be here. I want to thank again John Semontov for joining me on this episode 7 of the Angry Dad Gamer Both Sides of the Table podcast. You can find him on Kickstarter right now. Just look up Liberation, an asymmetric hidden movement game. It's really cool, really clever, beautiful artwork, great mechanics. We look forward to seeing more from him. Also, I want to thank Andrew Takuda for doing our lovely music and Caitlin Corbett for doing our lovely intro. I'm Victor Agreta. Hope to hear you next time.